Hey, this is Pastor John Ryan Cantu from Numa Church in Houston, Texas. Thank you for listening to the message today. I hope that it blesses you and all those that you share it with. God bless you. of God this morning. Amen. Few of you praise God for the few. Pentecost Sunday is next week. Is anybody excited for that? Amen. So I want to repeat this because we forget. We we forget a lot. 10 o'clock. We don't have we don't have combined services very often. And uh, soon we're not going to be able to have combined services at all because we're not going to be able to fit both ministries in here. So um, next Sunday, we are going to have a combined service with our Spanish ministry, and we're going we're gonna to have, have a good time. We want to give our, our speaker plenty of time to, to minister um, because we know that he has, a, he has an awesome ministry. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. And if you're visiting here for the first time, welcome. And if you're a member here, if you're a member here, you brought somebody to church this morning. Thank you for doing so. We have these uh, friends and family services um, every uh, uh, every, once a quarter, and the purpose is is so that we can get you know friends, family members in here, and uh, get them to to know Jesus. Or if you already know Jesus, maybe maybe you're looking for a church. Um, maybe you just moved here from out of town or something, and, and you're looking for a church. We would love to uh, to be your home church. Amen. We have an awesome ministry with awesome awesome members, and and a little bit later you're going to get to meet some of the the leaders of the of the church, but. I want to get into the, to the sermon this morning, the message. I don't know if anybody's excited to hear the word of God this morning. Amen. Um, Luke chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Luke chapter 5. We're going to be reading from verses 17 through 26. <clears throat> and if you have it, you can say amen. If you don't have it, I have it up here for you. Luke five seventeen through 26. And it says, on one of those days, as he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with him to heal. And behold, some men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus, but finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, faith, sorry, he said, man, your sins are forgiven. I want to stop right there. And I want to pray real quick. Heavenly Father, I pray over this word, Father. I pray that as we, as we hear it, my God, that we may also receive it, Father God, that we don't just hear it from one ear and out the other. Father God, I pray that it, it may fall on fertile ground on our hearts here this morning, my God, to receive what it is you have for this church. In Jesus' name, amen. I entitled my sermon today, Hidden Miracles. Hidden Miracles. And we'll unpack that a little bit as we move through this uh, story. But I, I love this story because I think it's so relatable to Friends and Family Sunday. Um, because it tells us of the, the power of of friendship. How many know there's power in friendship? There's power when we have, when you have a, a pastor Melissa said it so well last week, she, uh, she preached on mother's day. And can I just say, man, praise God, pastor Melissa. Um, she, uh, pastor Melissa, she, she works one Sunday a month. Um, but, but this is her last Sunday working. So she's going to, she'll be here Sunday after Sunday. I praise God. That was a, that was a long, God heard our prayer, but 
um, we had to kind of choose which Sunday she was going to get off. And we have something like every, every Sunday, uh, this, this month. And obviously she had to be here last Sunday because mother's day and she was preaching. Uh, so, um, but she, she said this, this point, her third point that I loved a lot. And, 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 uh, she was talking about queen Esther, uh, and how queen Esther, you know, she rallied up all of the Jews for a time of prayer and fasting on her behalf because she was going to go into the King's, uh, quarters and, and, uh, she was, fr- uh, she was nervous for her life. Right. And so she gets all of the, all of the Jews together, uh, to pray. And, and pastor Melissa's point, her third point was, was get a squad, get a team, get a, get a crew. I don't know what's cool. I don't know. I don't know how the, the kids say it these days, but, but get people in your corner. And she was talking about the importance of surrounding yourself with people who will, who will pray with you, who will fast with you, who will f- fight with you and encourage you and correct you when you need correction. Amen. Those are the people that I want in my corner. I don't want you just liking my Instagram post, but you can't show up for me in real life. Right. I want people that are going to be in my corner. Right. People who will walk me to Jesus. Pastor Brandon, I know you're I know you're one of those people, man. You will walk me to Jesus if I am too weak to get to him myself. That is the people that I want. Even when it's an inconvenience for you, you want to see others blessed. And if you're here today and someone invited you, can I just tell you, you got a squad. You got friends. You got the right people in your corner. Right. And may, maybe they've been inviting you, maybe, maybe like annoyingly. OK, I take responsibility for some of that. I tell them to, hey, get get on them. Hey, come to church, come to church. I'll take you out to lunch. Right. Uh, maybe they didn't offer that part, but <laughs> uh, but they, they've been they've been really fighting to get you here. The point is you are here and that's what matters. Amen. And and maybe you're here today and, you know, you're, you're, you're looking. You said yes, because maybe you're looking for something. Maybe, maybe you're, you're in need of, of your own miracle today. Maybe it's, a, it's an issue at home with your, with, your, with your spouse or with your kids or with your parents. Maybe it's a financial crisis that you're having. Maybe it's a sickness that you need to get rid of. You're looking for a miracle. And I want to just tell you something this morning. This is, not just, this is not just for the visitors. This is for everybody. Sometimes the miracle that you want is secondary to the one that God wants to do. It doesn't mean that God isn't going to do the miracle that you've asked for, but, but a lot of times he wants to do his first. And see, in this story, this man, this paralytic man, along with his friends, they were in search of Jesus. Why were they in search of Jesus? Because they had heard of the power, of the healing power that Jesus possessed. They had heard of, of this man who can cancel out diseases and, and cancer and every kind of sickness that you could think of that, that, that is known to man, that man himself cannot drive out. This man, Jesus, can do it. I heard some things about Jesus. Maybe you heard some things about Jesus. That's why you're here this morning. Because you heard of what he can, what he can do. And so they, they, they seek to bring him to Jesus because, man, my friend is in need of a healing and this is the only hope. When I think of this man's friends, uh, I think of Brother Mikey. Brother Mikey, can I use your example, bro? Man, I, I tell Brother Mikey, you have an endless supply of friends. Because, man, he's always got someone with him. And, and his desire isn't just to bring them to church. He wants, he wants to bring people to Jesus. And, and he's, he's praying with them. He brings them up for prayer at the altar. Man, that... that when I think of, when I think of uh, uh, Brother Mikey, I think of these friends in this, 
in this story. They want to get him to Jesus. And so they're bringing him to, they're trying to bring him to Jesus. And, and the Bible says that there were some obstacles. They, that they were seeing these crowds, these dense crowds of people that were, that were clogging up the path to get to Jesus. And the Bible says they were carrying this man on a bed. They were carrying him through, through a, 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 a crowd of people. That, that, I mean, they, they had to have some serious baggage on them, right? That, that, that's heavy. That's heavy. You're carrying all that weight to get someone to Jesus. How many times have we allowed the baggage that weighs us down so much to convince us that getting to Jesus is impossible? Anybody? How many times have we, we said some things to ourselves? I've got too many past failures. I've, I've done too many things that get in the way of getting to Jesus. How many, of you ta- how many of you have said, I need to fix myself before I get to Jesus? I've heard that one before. I've heard that. I've, I've invited people to church and they're like, oh, you don't want me in church. I got, a, I got some things to work out. That's why you need church, bro. That's why. I got too much baggage. The burdens that we carry sometimes are so heavy that we feel like we can't make any progress, man. I, I just, I've got too much anger in my life. I can't let it go. I can't let this go to get to Jesus. My pride is too heavy. The bitterness that I have, the frustrations, the failures that I've experienced, it, make it, it makes it impossible to get my blessing. I would make the case that it's because of the burdens that you have that you need to get to Jesus. The, the more baggage that you're carrying, the more you need to get to Jesus. It doesn't matter how heavy it is. It could seem unmovable. You need to find a way to get to Jesus. And it might require the help of others. This man had his friends and they're trying to get him to Jesus. They don't see a straight shot to get to Jesus, right? Go figure. It's never easy getting your blessing. If only without easy, right? If only it just took one Sunday to church, all your problems go away. I mean, you know, blessings take work. Blessings take patience because they take time. They take faith. But this man, man, he had to get his blessing. Jesus is in town. I'm, I'm getting to Jesus. I'm getting him there. And his friends are like, we're getting you there, bro. I'll, I'll, I'll get, if I don't get you to Jesus, I'll get you to the roof that'll get you to Jesus. I'm going to get you there. And so they make possible what most of us would just conclude is impossible. They had that faith that Jacob had when he wouldn't let go of the angel until he got his blessing. They were going to find a way to get to Jesus. So the Bible says that they, they find a way to, to get him to the top of the building to where Jesus is. They find a way to lower him through the ceiling without managing to, to, to drop him. Maybe they did drop him. The Bible doesn't say. But I, I don't know the logistics of it all, but I know that it, it probably wasn't easy. But they did it. They got him to Jesus. Now, this is, this is where I start preaching, okay? This is where the, the plot thickens. Because when they finally get him to Jesus, after all of that, this paralytic man who has probably been searching so much of his life for this healing, he's finally in front of the healer. He's finally in front of the one who can heal the lame and give sight back to the blind and, and raise dead man to life. And he's finally in front of Jesus. The first thing that Jesus does is not what the man expected him to do. Verse 20 says, and when he saw their faith, he said, man, 
And here I just imagine the guy's face just lights up like, oh, man, it's coming, baby. I'm walking out of here today, right? He's like, man, yeah, yeah, what, what is it, right? And then he says, your sins are forgiven. It's almost like, got him, <laughs> right? <laughs> your sins are forgiven. How many of you, if you're the man, you're like, what about my legs? <laughs> what, about, what about my healing? What, what, what about what, I, what I'm clearly here for, Jesus? Can't tell you how many times, man, people have come up to the altar. I'm going to be real with you, okay? If you're looking for a miracle this morning, a lot of times we come to the altar looking for healing, looking for provision, looking for some type of miracle. And this is what, I love having a prayer team because when, when we call people forward, it, it allows you to be, to be intentional. I'm here praying for healing. I'm here praying for the salvation of, of, of so-and-so. It allows us to, to pray with you and believe that with you. The Bible says in, in James that if anyone is sick, call upon the elders of the church and we're going to lay hands on you. And sometimes you go through that process of, of stepping out in faith. I know that it's not easy. I know it's not easy. Stepping out, coming forward. Maybe sometimes you're the only one asking for prayer. But you're, you're coming out because you are, you are believing and, and you're, you're making yourself vulnerable by saying it out loud. Because, man, sometimes, sometimes our prayer requests are kind of embarrassing. Sometimes they're, they're a little humiliating. Asking for prayer. Come on. Yes or no? This is why unspoken prayer requests exist. Because you're ashamed to say out loud what you're praying for. I don't want people knowing I'm broke. I don't want people knowing that, that I'm sick. I don't want people knowing that I struggle with these thoughts. What are they going to think about me? But when you overcome that, you step out and, 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 and you, you overcome that shame just by saying it out loud, what makes you vulnerable. You don't think that this paralytic man was vulnerable? You don't think he was humiliated, causing a scene? In front of all these people, vulnerable, he can't walk, he's, 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 he's causing a scene. I, I imagine Jesus was like in the middle of something profound, right? Just very, something very deep and spiritual. And everybody's like, yes, Jesus, give me more. They're taking their notes. And all of a sudden, someone barges in through the ceiling. Imagine that. Imagine the criticism he got. Imagine how many people said that's out of order. And sometimes we go through all of that. We go through a similar process of stepping out just for Jesus not to acknowledge the reason that we're there. Amen? What if the miracle that we're trying to get God's attention on is not as important as the one that he wants us to see? What miracle, Pastor? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? My, my mom is still sick. I asked my mom's still sick. I'm still, I'm, I'm still battling depression. I'm, 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 still, I'm still out of a job. I've been praying. I've been, I've been fasting. I've been applying. I've been going on interviews. I'm still out of a job. What miracle are you talking about? Last, last Friday, this past Friday, I got here. I got here in the morning and uh, I got to my office and I came in here and I started praying. One of the perks of being a pastor is you get to the whole sanctuary to yourself. And I love it because when I pray, I, I, I can only kneel down in prayer for like five minutes. I'm, I'm just an antsy person. And so I like to, to walk around and be loud. 
say out, you know, I talk to God just, just kind of like in the same vocal dynamics that I'm talking to you right now. I like to talk out loud, pace back and forth, talk out loud, pace back and forth. So I was doing that this, uh, this past Friday in the morning. And one of my prayers was, God, I want to see miracles in this house. Like, like miracles by definition. I know we, we, we call a lot of things miracles. Oh, it's a miracle that that girl got married. No, that's not a miracle. Okay. (laughs) That's not a miracle. (laughs) A miracle by definition, supernatural acts that defy the realm of impossibilities. That is a miracle. And I said, God, I want to see, I want to see blind men see again. I want someone who was blind to walk in here blind and walk out not blind. I want to see late stage cancer go away. I prayed those things. Man, I, God, I, man, I, was getting, I was getting rowdy, man. I was like, God, I want to see those miracles in this place. I want to see those miracles at the, at the altar. But, but I also, here, here's the caveat, I also don't want the lack of miracles that I wish to see to make me believe that God no longer does miracles. That makes sense? Because, man, sometimes we don't, we don't see the, mir- the miracles that we want to see. And we conclude, well, maybe God isn't doing those miracles anymore. Maybe he's just, he's just done. We're a Pentecostal church. We, uh, yes, sister. <laughs> We're Pentecost. We, we fully affirm the miraculous. We fully affirm that God does miracles. I fully affirm that God does miracles. And I can say that without ever having witnessed someone grow a limb. I've never seen that. I've never, I've never seen a dead person come back to life. I've never seen those things, but I can still acknowledge that God does miracles. That's kind of what faith looks like. And so when I pray, I want you to know that, that I pray with expectation because I know he who holds all the authority. And so when you come up here looking for a miracle, brother Abraham, I'm going to pray for a miracle. When you're looking for a miracle, I am going to pray with expectation. I am going to go to God as a child of God who has a right to ask of his father anything. I'm going to ask that God does the miracle in the mighty and authoritative name of Jesus. I am going to pray. Listen, I'm going to pray as if I'm on the front lines of a battlefield. And some of you guys know this because I get in your face and I shout. Sometimes I spit a little bit. I'm sorry. But I am going to pray for a miracle because I, I believe that God can do the miracle. But here's, here's the thing. If it doesn't happen, I'm not going to criticize my faith as some people do. Well, you didn't have enough faith. There's not a lot of people that I can't stand, but I can't stand those people. <laughs> You just didn't have enough faith. You don't tell me I don't have enough faith. If all it takes is the size of a mustard seed, I got two mustard seeds in my pocket. I've got faith. Maybe it's not that. And so we say, okay, well, maybe God just doesn't do miracles. That's not it either because I know that my God does miracles. It just just might not be the one that I wanted to see. How many of you know that Jesus did a miracle by forgiving this man's sins? Pastor Ryan, he, he didn't do a healing. Not, no one walked on water. There was no water turned into wine. Nothing, nothing cool happened, you know? That's, if that's your definition of a miracle, respectfully, you're missing a very big piece of it. Let me ask you a question, church. How many of us can confidently say this morning, I'm going to heaven if I die today? 
And, and if you can't raise your hand, that's okay. We're going to, man, we're going to do some salvation call later. But, but if that's you this morning, raise your hand, raise your hand. If you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to heaven. If I die today, I'm going to heaven. You know what that is? That is a miracle. That is a miracle because we don't deserve to go to heaven. We were on our, we were on our way to death and there was nothing that any man could do. Jesus did the supernatural miracle of grace and forgiveness for our sins. That is a miracle, man. It's a miracle when a person receives Jesus, as many have at Numa. I believe we're at like 31 salvations this year. Praise God. That is a, that is a miracle. That is a miracle. That's why we celebrate, because we have no power to forgive sins. We have no power to reconnect with the pure and holy God Almighty. Are you kidding me? Me? Being called the righteousness of God? Me? With all my flaws and failures? I can't even grow hair right. Seriously? (laughs) I get admitted to the presence of God. That is a miracle. Turn to the person next to you. Tell them, I'm a miracle. And I'll tell them again, you're a miracle. Let me tell you, church, God is more concerned with the state of your spirit than he is the state of your bank account and the state of your, your soul than he is the state of your physical wellness. That is a miracle that's on his mind. And that's why Jesus got to that one first. If nothing else happened that day, a miracle had already taken place. We got to remind ourselves sometimes Jesus even said himself, I, I didn't come really to do like physical miracles, I came to save the lost. I came to do that miracle. The healings, the provision, the, the feeding of the 5,000, that gets people excited, man. It gets people crunk. Goodness gracious. Right? I mean, the churches are packed when, when they see that, that type of stuff. But what if, what if when there's one single salvation that happens on the little church on the corner, did a miracle not take place that day? It did. And it was, it was a miracle that goes into eternity. God is more concerned with eternal than he is a temporal. If you've been saved by grace, you're a walking miracle. If someone tells you God doesn't do miracles anymore, you tell them, I'm living proof. I'm about to, I'm about to wrap up here. But I want to, I want to I keep going um, in the text because the story doesn't end here. Um, and perhaps this would make for a whole other sermon because there's a lot to speak to here. But, but the story continues with verse 21. I'm going to have Brother Andrew, can you come help me out here? It says, and the scribes and the Pharisees began to question, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sin but God alone? See, even the Pharisees recognize that it's only God who can do this. And when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered them, why do you question in your hearts? Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he immediately... He rose up before them and he picked up what he had been laying on and he went home glorifying God. And amazement seized them all and they glorified God and were filled with awe saying, we have seen extraordinary things today. I had thought about calling this sermon two for one. 
because this man came in looking for one miracle, walked out with two. No, no pun intended, but he did walk out of there. And look, even though it's, it, it's clear, this, this man, he was looking for healing. That's what he was looking for. He went in there looking to walk out. But Jesus didn't do the miracle. This is, this is what we miss a lot. Jesus didn't do the miracle because the man had asked him to do that miracle. He didn't ask, he, he didn't do the miracle because he saw that the man was, was paralyzed. He does this miracle, the second miracle, so that they know that, the, that he has the, has the authority to do the first miracle. Verse 24 says, but, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. But that you may know. So many of the miracles that Jesus did served a twofold purpose. The first was, was for the person that needed the miracle, but the second and perhaps most important was so that the people would know the authority of Jesus. When, when, when Jesus healed the man, with the legion of demons, what did he tell the man? He said, go home, go back to your village and tell everyone of what had taken place here today. When Jesus raised to life the widow's son, all that, that the report of what he had done went through all over the region of Judea. When Peter performs a miracle for the lame beggar, it was so that all of those who saw what, what had happened would come to Jesus as their savior. Any miracle God chooses to do in your life has to come back to give him the glory. When God drives out that sickness, man, praise God. Like literally, do the praising to God. Let, let everybody know it. When God does the impossible, don't hide it. Don't hide the miracle. Don't hide. Shout it. Say, God, look at what God did. Look at what I was addicted to. Some of us don't want to admit those things. Look at what I was addicted to. Look at what my marriage went through. Look at what I did to my wife, to my, to my husband. But look at what God pulled me out of. Speak it. Speak it. There is power in your testimony. And it could be that God does, God does your miracle for someone else's salvation. Have you ever thought about that? Sometimes God will do your miracle. Yes, it's, it's kind of for you. Praise God. We're, we're the beneficiaries of that. But a lot of times when you go out and you proclaim what God did in your life, so many more people are going to have their miracle done of salvation. That is the miracle that matters. Your miracle could be what causes someone else's miracle. The paralytic man, he only went to Jesus because he had heard of other miracles. Power in their, in their testimony, man, led to this man's salvation. So church, don't hide your miracles. Don't hide your miracles. Even if he never does a supernatural healing, he has revived your soul. God wants to do some miracles this morning. Can I, can I get us to stand real quick? Get the rest of the worship team up here real quick. God, God wants to do a miracle this morning. And, I, and, and the, the miracle that is on his mind, and I can say this because I've read his word and I know that that is, is never God's will that any should perish but come to him through Jesus Christ. The miracle he wants to do is salvation.
and restoration. It doesn't matter what you've gone through in your life. It doesn't matter how much baggage you're holding. There is a miracle for you today. I can say that with a full, just all the authority, any authority that I have, I can say that. Any confidence that I, that I have, I, I, can, I give it all right here. I'm telling you there is a miracle of salvation ready for you. If you just get to Jesus. And so I want to take this opportunity. This is something that we do every Sunday at Numa Church. We're, we try to be intentional about this because, man, this, this is the whole reason that church exists. is to bring people to Jesus. Salvation is in this place. Jesus is in this place. What I'm going to ask you to do, I'm going to have you bow your heads and close your eyes this morning. And if you're here this morning and you say, I want to accept Jesus into my life. It doesn't matter how much I'm carrying. It doesn't matter what what I'm going through. I know that getting to Jesus, he can make me well. And if you want to make a commitment to follow him today and have your spirit restored and made alive I'm going to ask that you just raise your hand this morning. If that's you, you just want to accept Jesus into your, into your life. If that's you this morning, raise your hand. Amen. If that's you, just raise it high. Raise it high for a second. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. If, if, that was, if that's you this morning, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. I want you to repeat this prayer after me and do it with a sincere heart. I'm going to have the whole church do it. We got two hands that went up this morning. That's two miracles. That's two miracles that is happening right here in this place. If that's you, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Help help me, church. Heavenly Father, thank you because you make me well. Even though I am undeserving, You are worthy. I recognize my sin today. And I make a commitment to leave it behind. To follow you. Jesus, enter my life. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Come on, church. Come on. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening. If you'd like some more information on Numa Church, visit us on our website at mynumachurch.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe or share it with your friends on social media and tag us at mynumachurch. Thanks again and God bless.